Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Can't Stop Talking podcast. I have a very special guest today. I'm so excited to pick her brain, and so I'm so excited she is here. It is Helen Thacker, and she is also a coach, and she specializes in messaging, strategy, content, sales. We are going to learn so much today. Would you love to introduce yourself to the podcast and tell us a little bit about you? Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. And hey, everyone, thank you for listening today. So yes, as you can tell from my accent, probably, (laughs) I'm based over in the UK. My name's Helen. And yes, I'm a sales coach. So what I do is I help online business owners across all kinds of industries to really stand out online, because we need to do that in order to sell. So we need to attract. And there is so much noise out there. Like, how do we do that? And it's through really impactful language and messaging by creating really content that connects with your audience. And that is going to help you to sell. That's going to help you to stand out. It's going to help you to attract. It's going to help you to nurture your audience. And it's going to ultimately help your bottom line. And we're all about making money, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. We love this. Oh my gosh. I'm just so excited for today. So tell us, how did you get here? Oh, it's been a journey. Honestly, it has been a journey. So I've been in sales for 19 years and every one of those businesses has had like a common thread and it's all been about client relationships. It has been about the importance of that and about selling. I love to sell and I know that not everybody does, but I find it easy. And I think that's because I focus on building relationships and really listening to what people need. But I started off in um, finance, actually. So I was in the corporate world with PricewaterhouseCoopers as an accountant. I was literally the worst accountant on the planet, like hands down. It was awful. It was a car crash. So I got I out of that. that. <laughs> so I got out of that the minute that I could. Moved sideways into recruitment for accountants and then started 18 months later, age 26, my very first six-figure business, which became a six-figure business, and that was financial recruitment. I basically took my clients, took my desk, and I moved it into my home and started working from home. And that was literally my first business. So yeah, did that, had had a break, a small career break when I had my two boys, and I started another business completely different. So like I'm on such a like a wild ride here. <laughs> So I became a wedding cake designer and I grew that from scratch without any skills other than a love of making cakes, uh, which incidentally, I now absolutely hate. And even my boys hate cake. So (laughs) they succeed in putting them off sugar and all those things. And we're all fed up of cakes in our house. So yeah, but it was an award-winning business. I built it from scratch and it did really, really well. Had an income gap income gap sorry cap income cap Mm, because only so much you can do with one pair of hands so alongside that I started in network marketing and thought this is the answer to making money big time I love the whole idea of having that sort of freedom of of managing my day did that for four years full-time again took that very quickly to a six-figure business was really successful and really cut my teeth there in terms of leadership coaching sales skills and especially online building an online business and actually knowing what you know what works with content and how to have a really good sales conversation in the dms so i did that for four years and i really loved it but coaching is my love and that is the path that i was led to and so last year that is what i went in all in on 
stopped my network marketing business and it has absolutely exploded and I'm loving it. It's where I'm supposed to be, but I really just hope that my journey of like literally all over the place, although with, you know, now looking back, it makes sense that anyone who is feeling like they don't know where they're going and, oh, where is life taking me? And I'm still not really in my purpose. I would just please just say, keep going because it's taken me a long time. Um, you will get there. Uh, and it does require patience, but it is a long game. And absolutely proof of that and still living it. <laughs> so. Wow. My mouth is literally on the floor because I think that's incredible. You were obviously meant to be an entrepreneur. But what the first thing that comes to my mind is like, what is your secret? You had totally different businesses, but were able to make them all wildly successful. And it really shows that like you can do anything. <laughs> that you put your mind to. <laughs> Thank you. So um, I think all through them, like I said, there is that common thread. I love connecting with my customers, my clients, and I love selling. I find it so easy. And it is about that connection piece. But it is fearlessness. It's pure, like it's resilience. It's absolute, like, I'm going to make this work like a dog with a bone. You know, this is going to work. This is going to be successful in every single thing I've ever done. I, I've put my all in because I, I, it's not going to fail ever. I want to be the best, the best. I want to be a failure. So that obviously there's some sort of deep rooted thing or whether it's my human design or my Enneagram, whatever it is, there's something there. But this fearlessness to start from scratch and just invest in the right learning and coaching and really kind of understand that there is the learning process, that it is not going to be an instant result and instant success that is like all those things I think play a huge part and again the fearlessness to just jump in and do things at, do you know what sometimes it's to my detriment <laughs> I often sort of say yes to things and then I'll worry about it later but in business it's absolutely served me well I've just thought you know my recruitment business age 26 you know one day one weekend I was like I think I'm gonna just do this on my own next day I quit then I worked it out. Then I worked out what I was going to do and I made it work. But wow. I, I trusted that I would. I trusted that I had the skills. Yeah. Um, and like I said, trust, um, fearlessness and the resilience to keep going and then investing in, in learning how to get expert at what I was doing. Oh, I love that. And I always tell my clients, like, it is so much self-trust. It's the strategy, but if you don't have the self-trust behind it, it's just not going to work as well. I freaking love that. And I've always heard like as an entrepreneur, it's okay if you know your business burns to the ground because you have the tools to create another business and you are the embodiment of that. Is that how you felt after your first business? You It was wildly successful and it didn't burn to the ground, but you were like, okay, when it came to the second business, you absolutely knew you could do it after that. Yeah. I don't think I did actually, if I'm going to contradict mm. you, because oh. every business that I, I kind of started was for a reason. It was a different point in my personal life. So I had to stop the recruitment because I had my boys and I wanted to be a mom. So then it was a case of, right, it was that whole, let's get smart. What can I do from home? That is going to work around my boys. And it was literally a case of sitting down with my husband at the kitchen table going, what can I do? And he was like, just buy stuff and sell it. Anything. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm so stuck. So we looked at what I love doing 
And I had a basic skill in baking, you know, and I really enjoyed creative stuff. So it was a, ma- a match of those two things. And when I speak with my clients about finding their true purpose, it really combines those two things. Like, what are you good at and what lights you up? And at that point in my life, that was that, you know, it matched with my personal circumstances. It was something I could do while my kids were little and it worked. But I knew then that I wanted to make this big and it frustrated me because I could not take it any bigger financially. So I, I didn't really see that at the start. I was like, yeah, this is going to be a world mm-hmm. business. No, I didn't know. I was naive and I've definitely learned along the way. Um, but there's definitely something there. You're right about, I think you just inherently have those. It's the, the it's the mindset, isn't it? You know all about this. It's the resilience. It's the um, determination. It's the, let's not worry about the setbacks. Let's just kind of keep going all those things that success you know I know that a lot of your listeners are going to be like you they knew from a very long like time ago from an early age that they were meant to do something amazing and I'm the same I know you are as well and I think it's that like yes well I am meant to do something so let's figure out what that thing is and yes I've tried a few things along the way but you know I'm here eventually but um yeah, knowing that you made for more, that gives you that drive, doesn't it? I think that's beautiful. And anyone listening, if you have that feeling like you're meant for more, you're meant to be an entrepreneur, don't sleep on it because you're completely right. I think that people are different and they feel that way deep inside. I remember I was at my nine to five being like, we could create a podcast. And everyone was like, you have three heads. Like that's when I was like, (laughs) I'm different. I love that. So um, you said before that you love selling obviously. And you know, a lot of people hate it or they're scared of it. What would you say to someone who is scared of selling or it's not their favorite thing to do? Okay, so there are lots of ways to sell. And, you know, I build businesses online. I build my clients' businesses online. And the way I sell is through content and messaging. So, but when it comes down to it, that is the first piece that is how you're going to bring people in. And then it is about building that relationship. I always say to my clients who are scared of selling, I want you to speak with your potential clients, customers, as if you were just standing in line at Starbucks waiting for your coffee to arrive and speak with them like you would have a conversation. You, know, you just run into somebody, you're chatting away, you know, you're just making small talk and you've got to be yourself. You know, what you are listening to now is the version of Helen that you get on my podcast as a client in my lives on Instagram. You know, it's everywhere. I'm the same person. I don't try and be someone that I'm not. It's so exhausting to do that. So being yourself is the first thing you need to do with selling. It is about building that relationship with, you know, the way that you speak, who you are. Don't try and put on the airs and graces, you know, don't try and like be like the professional. If that's not you, if you're like cursing and like, I don't know, you want to sit in your sweatpants all day, absolutely fine. You know, but it's, you've just got to come across as the real you. And it is all about, building that trust with somebody and not pushing the sale onto them. It's about empowering your clients to make that decision to buy because we all love buying, don't we? We all have like, we go to Sephora, we get so excited, we pick out the best lip gloss, you know, we finally find the Kylie lip kit, whatever it is. And, you know, we're like, yes, we love to buy 
when we know that we're going to get value from things. Mm. So if you can empower your customers or future clients to make that decision and feel good about investing with you, the energy is going to be great. And it is their choice. You have all you can do. And this is what I do through my messaging and help my clients with is show the value that you have make you stand out you have got to stand out online and the way that you market yourself and um if you can just show that if they will make the decision and come to you and that's so easy and all you've got to do in the meantime is hold their hand and be their friend and talk to them like a normal normal human being and and then let them make that purchasing decision put the power in their hands i love that so much and i think people have a really hard time showing the value in something. Do you have tips of how you, you know, can get this across? I know with my clients, when I'm like, we just have to show the value, that's where they kind of clam up and they're like, what value do I have? Or what value does this product have? Mm -hmm. So I think that's a great question. So yeah, so many people struggle with that as well. So the first thing is to really stand out. What makes you unique? What is it about you? that is different from all the other business coaches, fitness coaches, whatever industry you're in, like, what is it about you? And there will be things that, are, that you like, whether it's the way you deliver, you package your offer up, whatever that is, you have to kind of stand out. And the way that you can do that online is by really showing your clients or future clients that they have a problem that you can uniquely solve. And that is the biggest mistake I see online. And it's the first thing I do when I pull people's content apart. I love to go into Instagram like, no, you need to change this and do this. We can spice things up big time. If you are not showing your clients that there is, they even have a problem, they are mm. not going to they need you. They're going to scroll past and yeah, everything's fine. I don't need, you know, your coaching. I'm, I'm good. You know, I don't have the mindset issues. I don't have the messaging issues. If you can call them out and show them that actually there's a better way that you can have a better life, greater sales, more clients, whatever it is that they're looking for. If it's a fitness coach, you know, there is a way to achieve fat loss that's different from perhaps the way you've been doing it now. And here I am with the solution and I'm showing you the problem you have. I'm showing you that there is a better, more improved version ahead of you that you didn't even see. That is the first piece. And then instantly you are absolutely elevated to the authority. Like your value has just risen through the roof. And the second thing to do, um, it's really all about making sure that you are confident in yourself as well. So knowing that you know, you've got to have that confidence in what you sell. That is so important. I know this is a massive piece for you as well. Like yes. knowing that you are, you know, you have that value. And I really wish that everyone would see their unique talents mm. because everyone has, and there's no point comparing. We all do it. Everyone has something unique to bring to the game. Um, and, you know, really kind of demonstrating that and really being confident in yourself is so important for sales because, People buy from confident people. Oh. Whether you like it or not, you cannot, you know, what's a flaky coach? No one wants to buy from someone who's just not quite sure whether they should charge that price or get the results. You know, you've got to stand in your power. And that is a huge piece of that as well. That, what we could end the podcast right here. That was <laughs> huge, you guys. You have to go back and listen to that whole thing, 
especially the first part, like that is huge strategy piece. And like we talked about on when I came onto your podcast, the confidence is something that I like to think of as like, it's free. Like it is yep. a free marketing tip that everyone has and they can access right away. They don't have to hone the skill. You can really start getting up there and being more confident. And obviously um, I like to say fake it till you make it too. But okay, I love this so freaking much. Messaging is one of your strong suits. I know that um, with everyone, you know, all all my clients, people in my membership, messaging is always a thing that gets them completely tripped up. Do you have a process for it or, you know, your best mm-hmm. tips to really get your messaging across and get those I'm ready to buy clients in? Yeah, absolutely. So I go through a three kind of step process. And you've got to do three things with your messaging, your content. So the first thing it's got to do is stop the scroll. So you've really got to get people's eyes on your um, your offers. And this is through what I've just said, is by making people see that you are the go-to, that you have a different way, making them see that there's a problem that you can solve for them. So you have to really like stand out. I am so fed up of seeing like the, the usual like three ways to do this five steps to achieve that yes we do need some of that in our content because that is showing our you know our authority that is showing our our knowledge our expertise but when it's all the time it gets lost and you need to be like really literally making people like take a breath and like their heartbeat stop for a second like oh my good goodness like that yeah you know Sam just called me out on this. This is like incredible. And um, so that's the first piece. And the second thing you need to do with your content is like keep those people there. So it's about nurturing mm. the people that come into your world. So that's the second step that I take people through. And there's obviously, you know, this is something I dive into in a lot greater detail with my clients, but it's how you then keep eyes on your page. So that is about building that authority. And that comes to down to really doing two key things. Um, really speaking with emotion. And that's really, really important. People miss that bit out. So it's like, you've got to use emotion in your, um, you know, in your content, literally speak about specific emotions that people are feeling. Um, And then it's again, down to the authority piece. It's like, let's, um, you know, really show your expertise and show your value again, show why the frameworks that you and the process that you provide is unique and why you are the expert. And then the third piece, obviously, is like, let's convert the sales. So that's great. We've got the eyes on our business. We're growing our con- our Instagram, our social media. We're starting to build that trust. We're warming up our audience. We've got to convert the sale then. Otherwise, there's no point. So we need the money in the bank. And that is really, like I said, creating the demand um, and showing your value. So you've got to really kind of talk about um, what, what it is that you have and not be afraid to talk about what it is that you have especially in your stories like you won't see much um on my feed about my offers maybe occasionally I'll drop it in but it's like five percent of the time but I sell on my stories every single day and that is so important so you've got to remember that you've got to create that value show that you are worth what you're worth worth investing in why you and no one else and then don't forget to sell (laughs) so, so many people don't like to do that but that goes back to how we started the conversation people feel uncomfortable selling but you know you've got to know you are going to make an amazing impact and if you keep your talents to yourself 
and you're scared to show that just you know if you can flip it around if it helps to kind of think okay I am you know by by being scared to sell and put myself out there I'm actually not making a great impact and it's doing the world a disservice so if that helps you to think like that you know that's a really great way to reframe it absolutely well that was Incredible. I was actually looking at your Instagram before this. I was stalking you and I saw the best post and it was a scroll stopper. And it was like, I got a free hot tub. And then it went into how it wasn't actually a free hot tub, but you made enough money, you know, to get a free hot tub. Can you, um, how do you make a scroll stopping? What does that look like these days? Cause I think you're right. Everyone has those like three tips and it's hard to stand out right now online, but once you do, you break through everything. Yeah, um, I actually did a masterclass on this last week because I, I love, love to it. delve different ways that you can do this. And there are loads, you know, there are tons of different ways. Um, catchy, clickbait, not necessarily going to work all the time. There's got to be substance behind it. So yeah, I got a hot tub for free, like quite rightly said. It was all about how I managed to make enough money in that hour on that one particular Saturday that um, paid for a hot tub, which literally I'm going to go in right now after this podcast recording. Yes. And it got, you know, my son said to me, yay, you've just got a hot tub for free. And it was his like phrase. And my oh. little boy was like, that's how he saw what I don't. It was like it paid for the hot tub. I was like, great. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was kind of a turnaround. It, it was a bit clickbaity. It definitely stopped the scroll. But the you can do that from time to time. But if you if you do that too much, you can mm. become known for like, oh, it's just a bit cliche. So what <laughs> You know what I mean? You really want to stop the scroll by, like I said, shifting perspectives and making people think about the way that they are doing things now um, is not necessarily right. And you need to demonstrate that the way they are doing things now, which could be like a society belief or an industry norm, something that they've been conditioned to believe or conditioned to like do habitually. Um, hang on a second that's not working. There's another way. These are the mistakes that you are trying to, um, these are the, the experiences that are happening, the things that are not working for you. And here are the ways I know you're trying to put this right, but it's not working either. And this is why, and I'm going to show you the alternative way. So it's, it's really about, again, standing out and being different in your industry a great example is like the fitness coaches calling out on cardio being the way to lose weight. Mm. You know, we all know that strength training is a better way to actually burn body fat. And, you know, my fitness clients talk about like they, that we've constructed quite a few great posts with some catchy hooks and things like that around that, because that kind of topic is a great example of the, you know, society growing up thinking, oh, we need to do tons of cardio to kind of lean up. Actually, it doesn't work. So, you know, if you can kind of find an industry norm, something in your industry or your niche that is like people are doing habitually, but you can find a better way and educate them how to do that, you are absolutely going to be the guru, the, the go-to. Like suddenly they're like, yes, Sam knows what she's doing. I'm going to follow her because that's she's everything that I need, um, in my business. And, and that's how you're going to attract the attention. Stop the scroll. Yeah. I absolutely love that. This podcast has been incredible. I have one last question for you. We were talking about, um, before we even hopped on the podcast, how 
to get over a rut. I feel like a lot of people in the industry right now, I've myself been feeling this. Um, I know that my clients have been feeling this. I've talked about this online, but how to really get over that like motivational rut when the motivation just isn't there. How do we kind of get back to our normal and excited for our business? Yeah, we were just saying this, weren't we? Like it's something's in the water or the moon or the stars or something right now. It's like, what is going on? Um, I'm so glad that we you brought this up because it's so important to acknowledge the truth of the emotional roller coaster that is being a an entrepreneur. And it's so true. Everyone feels these moments when maybe, you know, it could have just been a really small thing. Like, for example, you've stumbled across an Instagram post of someone in who's similar to you and they've had a massive success and it like mm. makes you feel, oh, why, why them? What am I doing wrong? Why not me? Or Maybe you're just not seeing so many clients right now. So I think that the important thing, and this is definitely the, I think one of the things, the good things to have come out of my really long journey as entrepreneur to where I am now is that you have to think long-term because I don't, I really try hard in these moments to not think in the day or the week or even the month, um, you know, think in the year or even three years, like if you can, because like a bad May or a bad June or whatever, doesn't mean you're going to have a bad year. It's the same with like a bad, you know, bad two weeks, first two weeks of the month. Okay, maybe you don't have any sales or sales are down. You could have an incredible final two weeks of the month. And you, you know, but you're not going to have those incredible final two weeks if you are in that rut still. Yes. Because you're be in that energy zone of like everything's wrong. <laughs> you're going to be putting that out there. And no one wants to buy from a coach or invest in anybody who is feeling that way. So long term thinking is the first thing. And then the second thing is just go and take a break. Don't force your work. So I'm taking like for the next three weeks, I'm actually taking Fridays off. Love it. I'm just going to do the good stuff, like go for long walks, go on my Peloton, do some workouts, um, like go out for coffees with some friends, take my husband out for lunch, like go shopping, all those things that I really, you know, go get my nails done, massage, all the nice things ready. And that is going to be the most valuable thing that I can do with my time, not forcing content to be created or trying to force a sale, you know, it's not going to work. So yeah, definitely go and take the time out. I love those tips so freaking much. I said to my clients, the way that I get out of it is exactly what you said. I'll say like, if you knew, you know, uh, you were going to make 12 grand today just by posting and showing up, you would show up. So just like you said, if you knew that the end of the month would be good. And I love that we're in it for the long term. You're completely right. And business has seasons. So thank you so much. This has been, I think like the juiciest podcast I've ever done. There was so much good information. This could help so many people. I'm just so grateful that you came on. Please, please pimp yourself out. Tell us the ways that my audience can work with you because you are extraordinary. Um, and definitely, definitely follow her, you guys. Oh, thank you. Honestly, I don't like to sell because on podcasts, I just think come and connect, say hi on Instagram. Come honestly, just slide into my DMs. Tell me that you were listening to this podcast and ask me a question about your content. I'd be so happy to help your listeners. And if you want to connect any further, I have an amazing community on Facebook full of other people like you, mainly female entrepreneurs who are just on fire. It's a power, powerful group. Um, same name as my podcast, Purpose, Potential and Power. 
So go and find me there. Um, but yeah, just come and say hi on Instagram and we'll take it from there. I love that. Thank you so much. You are incredible. I'm so, so happy that you came on and thank you for just being an amazing person on this internet and an amazing friend. So good to know. So good to know you. Honestly, thank you. I appreciate you so much. Of course. Bye guys.